God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And I'm joined by Leonor Cavada. Hello, Leonor. Good morning, Scott. So I hope everybody had a nice weekend. Merry Christmas. A yeah. nice Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We're still in the Christmas Friday. season. Fri- we- it's hard to believe Friday was Christmas. Fri- Friday was Christmas. Sort of came and, and, like- and next and this coming Thursday is New Year's Eve. Yeah. hundred yeah. people only in Times Square. How many? There will only be 100 people in Times Square for the uh, ball drop. Would you believe that? Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Wow. that's uh, Frontline health workers, that's who are, who are getting the uh, top location. Okay. Well, I'm sure people are going to be out, though. I'm I, sure that will Last be- time we were out at, uh, in Times Square, it was packed. Yeah. So I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know how you can keep people Maybe in. that's just the special area. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but you know the uh, the uh, people aren't going to be taking this too much longer. You know, uh, there's already there's so many studies that are coming out that are suggesting that that uh, staying at home, you know, without uh, where people it turns out aren't cleaning their the, the the air in their house is changing. Right, like you know, all these people are staying at home. There's no place to go out. Part in part, that's what it is is there's nothing to do. So you go outside, and there's no restaurant to go to. You can't sit at the bar. And now it's and, cold. And, and hang out with your friends. In some parts of the country. Well, you don't want to eat outside in the cold, right? right. So uh, our whole pattern and behavior and our quality of living has uh, just been shut down. And now they're talking about a, a new COVID, a new COVID strain. Uh, the, the liberals are pushing this, and Dr. Fauci is saying the worst is yet to come. <laughs> Can you, know? you imagine the worst is yet to come? Yeah, he's such a. He's talk such about a, you talk about a way. Talk about a form of optimism there, really. <laughs> Honestly, he's this guy. Uh, what a what a piece of work. Yeah, he he spent his entire career working at NIH. Yeah, like fifty years or something. The guy is you know is is really not the sharpest tool in the shed mm-hmm. can't throw a baseball has no common sense 
and he's just an academic guy mm-hmm. and he's never really had this type of an experience so here's a real dummy in dr fauci who you know has all these accolades because when you spend 50 years in the bureaucracy of government you're going to get these awards and these these escalations just just like you know anything you, you do it long enough you're going to get these medals on planted on your chest but uh did he earn them and and how would he perform in the real world or in the private sector uh you know because he's gotten pretty rich though and he's gotten rich because microsoft has taken a keen interest in him he's he's had a lot of uh experience uh with uh aid to africa and pepfar and all these other uh slush funds mm-hmm. that somehow made their way into his bank account. He's doing well. Um, Deborah Burks has had it. You know, yeah. she's she's exhausted. Her whole family's depressed, apparently. But, you know, they're talking about this new strain, and they're talking about it for several reasons. One of the reasons is they want to keep you down, folks. Mm-hmm. They think that Biden's going to prevail, and they want to give Biden another excuse to shut you down for the first his first hundred days in office mm-hmm. is going to be you're going to be quarantined for a hundred more days, and at some point people have to stand up and just say to hell with it no, and that's why January sixth and January fourth, fifth, and sixth when we take ourselves to Washington D.C. and march on the Mall and tell our congressmen what we demand and push out on social media that if they don't support our president, number one, we will hold them accountable. We will primary them out. And we will make an example out of them. And we are the people. We have 75 million voters strong. And like Matt Gates said over the weekend, he said, I am no longer a member of the Republican Party. This is Trump's party. I'm a member of the Trump Party. And I, I believe that we need to look at it like that because the Republicans like Toomey and uh, a lot of other, Mitch McConnell is compromised by China. We know that Elaine Chow, you know, with the foremost group and her sister Angela, that's the CEO, and her father James, who was the founder, depend on China for those shipping lanes to stay open. Otherwise, they'll go bankrupt. We should never have people at the highest echelons of, of our government beholden to China, our worst enemy, uh, an enemy that uh, is benefiting from the globalists in the world, WHO, uh, WEO, the World Economic uh, Organization. Um, How about the United Nations? All connected with one another, right? And they want to basically extend this developing nation status to China. And in about three or four days, President Xi, a man who's you know, uh, to, uh, basically uh, created almost genocide with the Uyghurs and uh, overtook Hong Kong and has just been brutal to its citizens and has censored everything uh, in sight and has launched these bioweapons or these, these, uh, these uh, viruses, mm-hmm. these pandemics, not just one, but many. Mm-hmm. This is, COVID's not the first time China's done this to the world. And now the China is poised and ready to take over the number one status as the economic superpower in the world. Their military is huge, and they're um, they're still getting developing nation status, and they're still polluting the world. And yet, 
our our environmentalists in America blame Trump uh, for for uh, the environment, which is better than China, better than Europe. Uh, what we've done, uh, and they're also blaming Trump for the the, the virus that started in in China. And so we need to hold China accountable. But we first need to hold our politicians accountable. And the way we do that is we say, no, no more draconian lockdowns. No more shutting us down. No more. We're not going to pay you. We're not going to pay our taxes if this is what you're going to bring to the table. And if you want to fine us, good luck in trying to do that because you can't get blood out of a rock. So... You know, we got to stand up and we got to fight because if we don't take the fight to them right now, they will take the fight to us and we will lose if we don't stand up for ourselves right now. This is the line in the sand for the United States citizen, the middle class taxpaying worker. And we need our Bill of Rights to mean something. We need to take our country back and we need to stand up for ourselves. This is going to be the wild. If they want it to be the Wild West, that's fine. We can make that the Wild West. They'll be happy to do it. You know, at some point, you know, you have to stand up for things, even if your life is at risk. And even if you, um, because it's what, what, what is the point of living if you, if you, if you have to stay in a cell? What is the point of living if you can't do anything? I mean, think about it. What, you know, what, what are people's lives like if all they are doing is sitting in their homes and walking around? I mean, that's it. I mean, the whole point of life is to be able to have different experiences and, you know, you know, well, with different types of people and go places and do things. And if you have to be locked down all the time. It's been You know, we talked about this months ago. It's been psychologically crippling. And then now there's also evidence that it's physically crippling because we see people not as you were saying earlier not properly sanitizing everything and and there is something to be said about being out in the fresh air well it's proven that that vitamin d helps it's also proven that masks really don't work not if the way you don't clean them properly they not don't the way work. we're using them you no. know i have a i have a torn up mask um and i just put it on because i don't really want want to wear a mask right so i don't wear a mask Oh, except kept, for when I'm surrounded by people in in an elevator, only only to appease them. Only to appease them. Only and, to appease them. And you them. know what? I had mine on outside yesterday for longer than I normally would. You know why? I was cold, and uh, and at that point, you were using I kept. It as a scarf. I was using it as a scarf, but but the point was, but that wasn't healthy easier because I'm sniffling against it. Now, so, you know, they, they uh, there's more and more studies that are coming out saying uh, being locked into your house is causing the air in your house to change it's it's making people sick the people uh people aren't uh getting the virus of at a bar or a restaurant um they're and the masks aren't don't really work when they've you know put it to the test and they've they're coming up with more and more studies like in california they have these draconian lockdowns and and yet their virus rate is going up yeah so what gives you know, because in other areas where they're not, they're, they're more lax about it, where people aren't wearing masks. Uh, Denmark is a good example. Florida is um, a good example. Florida is a good example. But, you know, they're not, there's no spike. There's no difference. So why shut everything down? You know, uh, I was listening to a doctor speak today and they, she was talking about tailoring uh, the responses to different things. Tailor it to, you know. So, you know, you would, uh, it's not a one size fits all kind of deal. You know, and so you shouldn't have these countrywide or statewide uh, rules 
uh, that really have a negative impact on, on our society. And the, and the people that it affects the most are those middle class and the waiters, the waitresses, the, uh, you know, the poor people in, in New York City that moved to New York for a bright future, to, to be an actor, to be famous. And they can't and, act and they can't be a waiter and, because and, many of the restaurants are They're struggling down. to get the part. And while they're struggling to get the part, they're, they're also trying to uh, pay the rent. And they're, they're working two jobs uh, as a waiter, a fitness instructor, and then they uh, do the acting. So they got the double whammy. They lost both jobs. They lost them both because the, a lot of the theaters have shut down. And, and basically, uh, there's just been so many um, things. And they, they're living in these $1,500 a month, 400-square-foot shoeboxes. And they can't even afford cable. So you're locked up in a cell uh, with no place to go because everything's closed. And you're paying these astronomical rents. People are leaving New York in droves because of that, probably. Um, well, we know that it's, it's happened. And you know what happens uh, in the wake of all that? China walks in and they buy up more of our property at right. value. And that's a double whammy. So from a national security perspective, it's also a bad idea. Yeah. But from a health perspective and from a, a mental health perspective, people are you know committing suicide and things like that. But this new new strain that the left is now pushing, they they you could tell that they're lying because the way they they come out with it, they they're like, well, it hasn't reached our shores yet, but we're hearing about this new strain and blah blah blah. And it's like exactly the kind of way that they launch a new phase. They kind of like push it out there like a, it's like a warm open, right? A soft opening, right? For a restaurant. And they soft open it and then they roll it out. And uh, we're not going to we're not going to permit this anymore. The, the lockdowns have proven to not be effective. The sci- so-called scientists uh, seem to be changing the goalposts. That's what Fauci's doing. Yeah. And I, I also think that they want to uh, put out a fake virus, uh, not only to control you, but also to try to then compare and analyze if Biden were ever elected, which I hope to God he's never elected, uh, or, or yeah, president-elect. He's not president-elect uh, right now, and he hopefully won't be after the six, and we're going to talk about that. But... The idea is, is that if there ever was a President Biden, you you wait, you'll see. They'll say, yes, when the way that Biden's handling this was so much different and more superior than the way Trump handled his. And they'll, they'll use that as a, a, uh, a leveraging tool. Um, but you know what? There's talk also um, about a big split in the Democrat Party. And I was just uh, listening to this analysis today where they were talking about the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, uh, may not get the, enough votes. Uh, there's a huge split within yeah. the Democrat Party. But what's also interesting is I heard a notion that maybe Kevin McCarthy, the uh, the leader of the minority party right, right now in, in the in the House, and it's uh, 224 to 211. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's 435. Right. So it's a pretty tight margin, yeah. right? And um, and that's the difference in the House. And they've already, Nancy Pelosi's already lost three votes. Connor Lamb being one of them, mm-hmm. who probably didn't even win his seat, but they rigged PA, right? So hopefully. Boy, did get, they rig PA. Yeah. So um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a 
possibility, a you know, kind of like a not a realistic possibility, but there's definitely a possibility that Kevin McCarthy could actually be the speaker of a house, speaker of the house, even when there's a when he's the minority, hmm. because he can get enough votes. I was that's just interesting. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it because they do uh, the whole the whole um, the whole house votes. For the speaker, yeah. and you know it's a simple majority, but somehow if everybody votes for Kevin McCarthy, and they they already have three that they've lost, now those three are going to vote for somebody else. Mm-hmm. But they need the Democrats, you know, to vote yeah. right. So yeah. if the if the Democrats um, it split and they vote for somebody else, now it's like it's sort of like one of those elections where if you have two candidates jockeying for being speaker, uh, then what happens is that none of them get enough to win the ma- right. the majority. So, I don't know. We'll see. It's possible, but unlikely. All right, so um, Nashville. <laughs> that's another story. That's, yeah. that's a bizarre story. Okay, so, you know, it is very interesting that we have um, SolarWinds, uh, SunGuard, Silver Lake, uh, so Silver Lake bought uh, Sungar was the parent company of SolarWinds. SolarWinds was the uh, monitoring system that was used by the Dominion voting systems. And this was like this big AT&T headquarters uh, hub, data hub, data mm-hmm. center was taken out. And believe it or not, uh, according to uh, the Gateway Pundit, um, there are campaign apps in Georgia that are directly affected by this. Mm-hmm. Now, are there campaign machines in Georgia that are directly affected by this? And so, you know, there's been talk about like a missile coming in. You know, there was that. Uh, there was also this pre-warning system coming from the RV itself and this guy named Anthony Warner who was being sued by his mother uh, over a house yeah. <laughs> so he was going, he was having a bad year, right? Right. You think you've had a bad 2020. Well, in ni- 2019, actually, uh, Anthony Warner lost his brother and his dad. Mm-hmm. And somehow, you know, he the estate left him. He, he took the house and transferred it to his name. Right. And then next thing you know, his mother said, I'm, I have the right to that house and I'm going to sue you for it. So then he takes the house and he sends it off to this lady out in California, uh, Mrs. Singer or something like that. Uh, so uh, th- this was maybe a mistress of his or something like that, mm-hmm. um, or a friend of his uh, that just sends it out to her. And next thing you know, the mom then leverages her, uh, the, the singer woman out in California, to pass the deed of the house back to her so now the mom was living currently living in that $249,000 house and this guy was living what in his RV right you know and uh, without a you know too much to go going for him and was depressed and, and apparently uh, before the explosion there was uh, this intercom system that was sending out these evacuation notices like he didn't want to hurt anybody he says 14 minutes uh, till, until the explosion. Mm-hmm. Now, what's interesting about that, too, is before that, he was playing 
Petula Clark's downtown. Downtown, I heard about that. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 you know, when that's you're just, alone, that's life is just going to ruin down. that song for everybody. Can you imagine how Petula yeah. Clark? I mean, it's like, oh, well, your song is like uh, she, she's still alive, right? Yes. I mean, this yeah, song is is going to be being used for that type of violence. Yes. Oh my gosh. So it's a, it's a very bizarre story. Um, you know, it didn't go unnoticed uh, when. Um, uh, four of the uh, officers that were on scene, um, you know, one of them uh, says, my wife, and she's a woman. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, the one so, thing that uh, was common. And the other one had a nose ring. Yeah, but <laughs> what the one, kind of police force are you running over No, there? but, you know, the one thing that was commented about this, and I think it was Marsha Blackburn who said some of this, and she's the Senate, uh, senator from Tennessee, was that, you know, with everything that's happened and all the anti-police sentiment, you know, that if people watch this press conference, I mean, the, uh, you know, personal uh, relationships and uh, physical accoutrements aside, people can have a respect for the work that the police do. And and that's important, well, it's you true, know, given, uh, given all the anti-police sentiment that we have seen. They were, they were, they were under, they were definitely aware that there was a, uh, they, they had a set of perimeter yeah. and they were aware that uh, there was an RV that was potentially full of explosives yeah. and yet they had to go into these buildings and try to evacuate yeah. everybody. And, uh, you know, there was three injured and there was no loss of life. That was uh, pretty amazing. Yeah, it was. Now, the uh, the other theories out there um, are that there was a missile that came in. So, you know, that was floating around. And that somehow this was uh, a... Uh, <laughs> I see Jeannie uh, is calling in. We're going to go ahead and take that. I know that Jeannie's going to come out with maybe something a little bit, um, a, you know, a little bit uh, of an alternative view, maybe, or maybe the main view. And we'll see what she has to say here in a minute. But um, the um, the uh, that's one part. But the other part is, does this directly impact, you know, and then, you know, if this was a conspiracy kind of deal, Mm-hmm. Right where multiple players were involved, and for sinister reasons, yeah. because that is quite a coincidence, don't you think? Yeah, that, of course. That the that the place that got blown up is directly connected in uh, with a data center that is used to store data related to Dominion voting machines. Yeah, that seems a little bit of a coincidence. Yeah, because you know it was uh, SunGuard who owns SolarWinds. And Sungar was just bought out by Silver Lake. Um, so it's kind of an interesting set of developments. So we're going to go ahead and take Jeannie in, and Jeannie's going to give us maybe her view on what she thinks happened. Jeannie, welcome to the Scott Adams Show. Good morning. Good morning. Well, oh, and we have I a bit. Ba- it, like to- it seems like we have a bad connection. Um, maybe speak a little louder into, right into your mic. Okay. Is this better? Still, still faint, but better? Uh, if you can speak louder, that would be great. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry about that. Sorry about that. Um, it's a white hat operation in that they figured out what was going on and set that van up to warn the people. They set the van up to do what? Warn as a warning system. They knew 
the white hat, Trump people or whoever, figured this out, that this was going to be attacked, and it was attacked from above, and the building, and they set up the van as a warning system so that no one would get killed. Because it's all they could do, because they couldn't prevent it at that point. Did you also hear a report that the, somebody had said that the RV had no explosives in it? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, that would have then implied a missile came in. A missile came in, yes. The RV was there as a warning system Mm -hmm. to to warn the people to get out of the area, put there by the white hat somehow, because they knew the missile was coming in. They couldn't stop it. But they could warn people so that no one was killed. And then they took out the data center? Yes. Just coincidentally, like Hillary Clinton, four days before she was supposed to go on trial, whatever year it was, when that building was blown up and all the records were destroyed, similar to that. Wow. Well, Jeannie, also, um, thank you for that. And uh, I want to thank you also for sending us that nice gift uh, product gift product that you uh, sent. So, uh, you know, and to just tell you could tell people how you, people can get in touch with your product that you sent us. And I think our connection's really bad. Yeah, so, I, think, I think we okay. I, I think we lost her. Yeah. But she, but she, she made an the, interesting the point. on the website. She, she made an interesting point about the uh, warning, the white hat warning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, well, that's uh, that's one of the theories that's running around there. Yeah. Um, you know, Anthony Warner uh, is missing. Uh, no one could find him. Uh, they did a DNA match mm-hmm. uh, from, you know, the remnants of what was left. Although, you know. That explosion pretty yeah. much obliterated everything. Um, and somebody had commented that, you know, they can get on Christmas Day, they can get yeah. within 24 hours a DNA match of, you know, like a fraction of a whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but they somehow can't reveal Anthony Weiner's laptop or Hillary Clinton's emails. You know, somehow they can't pull that off. Yeah. You know, it's just. Uh, what are we to believe, folks? You know, here's the thing. We, we are, we are um, being run by a government. Our country is being run by a government that we don't trust. We have two tiers of justice. Um, it's a sad chain of affairs. As soon as I heard that FBI was involved, I'm like, whatever, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> it's, uh, it's just it's crazy stuff, right? Yeah. So we're going to take this other caller real quick. Um, Caller, you're on the air. Hi. Hi there. Hi, this is Anita from Monterey. Hi. I just, I'm going to say this really fast. I learned a little lesson in weight, how much weight you can put in a vehicle by blowing out my back tires of my 280Z years ago. And I tell you this because anytime I see something like this, I think, well, how much weight is that? So we was at the hardware store yesterday, and I just happened to measure a bag of fertilizer because it 
supposedly this RV was full of fertilizer. Now, I have a friend. They have an RV similar to that one, maybe, maybe a little shorter, maybe a little longer. I told her my dimensions of the bag. She went out and measured. So, 115,000 pounds. There's 2,000 pounds in a ton, if I remember right. And that would work out to about 57 tons. That RV could not do that. Let's just say that even half of that. Let's say you only got oh, half. Oh, that's a great point. That'd be 25 tons. There's no way you could drive that RV with 25 tons in it. Wow. Just you know, that's think a, about that. That's a very interesting point. And you know what? I've done a lot of research on this over the weekend. And I got to tell you, I haven't read that. That that's a new one. I mean, it, 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 it would the tires would would hit the whatever it's called, and they would just blow out. Trust me, I tried to put a bunch of papers because I wouldn't wait for my husband to get home, so I took my little two eighty ZX to the hardware store many moons ago. But I'd never admit it to him what happened, but he knew. But I blew out my back tires as soon as I hit the first bump. <clears throat> wow, that's such a great point. Yeah, how many that that See, would I have. Mean, because that How was a huge times? explosion. And, and she even, she, okay, she measured up to, and she left a foot and a half from their ceiling, and she left um, like two and a half feet from where the driver sits in the seat, you know? So she, you know, she gave it leeway. And that, the, the uh, 57 tons would be with him taking everything out of that RV. There's no way. You know, nobody's talking, nobody's talking the about the tonnage. Nobody's Trust me, talking I know. About I did it. But not yeah. with fertilizer. Yeah, that's it. With papers. Anita, thank you so much for sharing that. That's a really okay. interesting point. Okay. All right. You Thanks guys so have much. Take yeah. care. Okay, I got to go to. I have jury duty today. Uh, okay. Good luck, <laughs> good with, luck that. with that. All right. Um, my goodness, that that is a that that definitely is cause to to make yeah, you think. Exactly. And I think we got Jeannie back, but with a different phone. So, Jeannie, uh, welcome to the Scott Adams Show. Hey, Scott. Yes, I'm on my landline. And I didn't quite pick up on Anita's story. Okay, so what she talked was about she was she referring that to the van? She was talking about the RV. If the, the, the official report is that the RV was loaded with explosives. Oh, well, she okay. was basically saying okay. that there would I, have had to be about 25 tons of fertilizer to cause the kind of explosion that happened. Okay. And and the tires, oh, there's no way the tires could have sustained that weight. The RV would not have been able to sustain that kind of weight. It was already yeah. a heavy I, RV as it was. Yes. Okay. So are we aware that there was another explosion? Was it in um, Boston? I'm trying to look up here. On There was so much news since you guys were... <laughs> <laughs> we're last on the air <laughs> that it is just like mind-boggling yeah, that's everything right. that has gone on in the last few days right right absolutely <laughs> but um i also i wanted to thank you for the gift you sent us and uh it was part of your yes, product you're line very, yeah you're you're very welcome yes there was another explosion in rochester new york interestingly another ballot printing operation covering its tracks there's just so many coincidences and i don't believe in coincidences but but thank you scott yes scott has a beautiful ad on his beautiful page redstatetalkradio.com 
and he put an ad up there for me for my uh, Zenoa products, and there's a way to get hold of me there. It's right under Scott's pictures, uh, Scott's picture, and my name is Jeannie Baum. So, yes, that would be great if someone would contact me there. I've got great deals on absolutely fabulous products. But this news cycle is so hot, so, and um, can you just maybe expand? I'm finding some things that others are not finding because the Bushes are back in the news for many reasons, um, including that they have done some very many dirty deeds, and that's all going to be coming to light. And um, I just saw a recently put together, re-put together, um, video on YouTube on the whole Bush <coughs> funeral scene with everybody getting their envelopes. Yeah. So I hope more people um, are That's aware on shoot, right? of the dirty deeds that have been done and put us in the situation that we're in and our wonderful President Donald Trump will be getting us out of. Right. All right. Thank you, Jeannie. <laughs> Take care. Have a great day, a great week. All right, you too. Thanks. All right, yeah, you know, um, there is a lot coming out in, in the D class. And uh, one of the things that concerned me was, you know, when Durham got was appointed, told that he was special counsel. And I see Julie there. We're going to take Julie in a second. And the special counsel um, does make it more difficult for the president to – D class, and then he has to write uh, in the last case with Durham. Mm-hmm. Uh, the president wrote up a five, I think it was like a five page memorandum on December 22nd. So think about that for a second. He had to write up a memorandum. Yeah. That's, a, that's the equivalent of an executive order. Right. And he had to write up a special order so that he could D class, um, and it makes things difficult. That's why. I'm not really that big of an endorse. I don't think it's. Here's here's the one definitive thing I've said, um, and this is: if you want to know how things are going to go, um, if President Trump, you know, uh, appoints a special counsel, say it's Sidney Powell or someone like that, um, it will probably that will mark his concession, right? Because. Once he does the special counsel, he's pretty much written off his options um, because that will prevent him from declassifying, but it will carry an investigation into the next administration. And then the next administration, if it was, say, Biden, would then have to um, shut it down. And then he would look like, a, a, you know, an obstructionist in, in the eyes of the press because Trump didn't do it. Um, and here goes Biden doing it, right? right. So, so it would be uh, just basically throwing a roadblock or a hurdle or an obstacle in Biden's way. So I believe that if Trump were to appoint a special counsel, it would mark, um, it would not be a good sign, let's put it that way. Um, so, so far he hasn't done that, and I hope that he doesn't, because I would rather Trump be in charge of the investigation rather than a special counsel. Agreed. He could hire all, all the special counsel he wants. He could hire all the investigators that he wants and have pretty much full control. He's the chief law enforcement officer of the land and the commander in chief. He has a lot of powers 
that he has yet to use. And there's a lot of uh, potential things that are coming coming forward. D-class is one of them. And one of the reasons why I think that the pardon was important for Flynn was because Flynn was attached. Flynn was a cabinet member and he was attached to the administration and the Russian hoax. That's a good point because, and with some of the other pardons, do you think that part of the logic behind them is besides the fact that, and I know we 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 have somebody holding, but the part of the logic behind that is to get not only because the 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 punishments didn't meet the crimes, like say for example Manafort or something like that, but because we could extract more information that we wouldn't ordinarily be able yeah, to well, extract. I mean, they were campaign members; they right. were not part of the cabinet, right? See, Flynn was actually NSA. The, he yeah, was part of the cabinet. cabinet. But we also he also declassified those two um, congressmen. I mean, he pardoned those two congressmen, Collins and Hunter. So they're, I mean, again, totally unrelated cases, but there could be information there that could be useful. Right. Perhaps, yeah. yeah. I didn't know about Collins and, and Hunter. Collins and Hunter were pardoned. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. So, Julie, uh, let's see. Wait. Okay. Julie, you're on the air. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. It's like the world's greatest police case where they're all caught in this grand barrage of running away from the police and they're doing anything and everything they can think of to try and avoid getting caught. But the problem is that the FBI, the Department of Justice, everybody's corrupt. And then with the Pennsylvania, I don't believe that any of our, our people in, in power right now, the two senators or our governor, were actually voted for. I believe that they're all part of the same voter corruption. It's just, it's this negative universe where we're just living in, in we just can't believe it. Right. And you know what, though? Uh, where the military um, has made it a very clear point that they will not, uh, you know, um, turn the guns on their own citizens. Um, and, you know, and that makes sense. But, you know, when, it ta- when we talk about insurrection and we talk about um, all these different things, you know, whether it be martial law or insurrection, and when we were talking about the Marxist groups like Black Lives Matter or Antifa, um, where they were turning the guns and tearing down our property and, you know, and turning the guns on and citizens. Um, you know, I think there was a there is a good moment there where you can bring in the National Guard and turn the guns on those citizens because they're domestic terrorist groups at that point. Um, and so Esper, though, made a made a big deal out of that. And so did um, some other um, Pentagon professionals that were libtards. Um, and so did the liberal press. So, fine, okay. Um, at that point, then, there's going to be hell to pay when 75 million people show up in Washington, D.C. and barricade the gates and say, no, we are not you know, going to permit this coup to be effective today, not on our watch. So, I mean, we could stand oh, up and rise up. So. The people could rise up against the tyrannical, draconian government that, like you said, is barely even elected. I mean, these people are rigging the system and appointing themselves as if they're communist dictators. But the thing is, they've been doing it for over 20 years, and we've just been blind to it. And in Pennsylvania, we've 
their people are totally numb. They just can't see it. And and even if they voted, they would just walk away from an election and shake their head and say, we know something happened, but what can we do about it? Now it's all been exposed. And it's just, it's like in the movie Moonstruck, when Cher smacks Nicolas Cage on the face. Snap out of it. Snap out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so I just, I just, we just have to keep saying no, 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 and more no. We can't take this anymore. (laughs) I've completely tuned out the mainstream media. I've completely tuned out pro sports, and I'm still living and breathing. Okay, so it's it's okay. It's safe to walk into the deep end. You know. <laughs> I know all the old movies by heart. Andy Griffith is better than than listening to Fox News. <laughs> yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah, and you'll learn more. Yeah. Anyway, so please, I won't even say Merry Christmas because it was such a horrible year for so many people. So let's just have a better New Year. Right. Thank and you. People Thank- just have to say no, no, no. That's right. No, no, we're not going to take it anymore. All right. Thank you, Thank you. Exactly. No more. Yeah. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Well, what one one other thing that we should mention is that President Trump did signed the um, COVID relief bill. Uh, the nine, uh, with a the, lot of people think he folded, but I don't think they're giving it enough time. I don't think to, they're giving it enough time. I think what happened was the bill is a $2.3 trillion relief bill, and it does include the $600 stimulus checks. But what he wants to do is then have a separate bill, which will increase those individual stimulus checks from mm-hmm. $600 to 2000 <laughs> I think what happened was pressure was put on him that um, if this was delayed further, there'd be all these people that would be losing their unemployment. Yeah, and I think that's probably what happened. And I think, you know, I think that's what he was motivated by not wanting to, you know, do, you know, punish Americans. But the but the reality is this whole thing got held up because uh, the other side was delaying it months ago. Right. Well, you know, um, as a as a conservative party, I like what Matt Gates had to say. He said, um, it's Trump's party now. I'm never going back to the Republican Party again. It's Trump's party. And. That's where I stand. Uh, I feel so betrayed by the lack of effort no, and the may, lack of spine and the lack of fight. This may be the beginning of the third party. I right. mean, we've always had third parties, but they've but they've never had that much traction. Well, you know, it's just I'm I'm sick and tired of the status quo. I'm sick and tired. You know, I'm really sick and tired of these like this stimulus bill. Number one, I don't want your money. I don't want to be. A, I, I don't want to. I don't want your welfare, right? I don't want the check. What I want is for you to get out of my way and let me go to work. Well, what they need to be doing is, if you notice, the one thing about this bill that wasn't in there was they were not giving additional money to, say, the restaurants and other places that were yeah, forced to wrong. follow yeah. these draconian restrictions. Yeah, but that yet co- they're given gender studies in Pakistan. A- exactly. I mean, I would have, I mean, in principle, I think I, I don't really agree with government bailouts either. But if you do see a gr- government bailout is necessary, yeah. give it to the people and the right. institutions that so, really need so, it. What I was what I was going to say is is that we really need to get we need to we need need I think we need to address this in a big way yeah. and that is um, legislation should should not be allowed to cover more than 
X issues. We need to get okay. rid of pork is what you're saying. Pork. People but find ways. Let's stick the, this in here. It's like stuffing a turkey. Yeah, Let's stick more in stuff Pakistan? in there. Gender studies in Pakistan? What does how, that have to do with... How is that relevant to anything? No, there, and there's like... There's hundreds of them. More in money one bill. to the Kennedy Center. I mean, come right. on. I <laughs> the arts? No. So I, you know, I just say um, we have to get back to that situation where, you know, w- w- right now we're going to vote on one issue, and that's stimulus for the American people, right? Yeah. And then that's it. Boom. Yeah. It's it's a one page or one to two page document yeah. that's very crystal clear as to what this is about, right? To no fault of their own, they were victims of a Chinese attack on on the world and on our country. And that uh, because of our leadership, uh, you know, causing us to stay at home and lose our jobs and things like that, um, we are in need of supplemental help. But now we're finding out that the doctors are wrong and that uh, staying at home doesn't help uh, flatten the curve. Uh, spikes happen no matter if you're wearing the masks and crackdowns are in, in effect or or what have you. And they're finding out that, you know, asymptomatic, the biggest one is asymptomatic. Yeah. You know, if you're asymptomatic, you don't spread. Yeah. Fauci said it. The woman from WHO said it. And now they're finding study after study after study that if you're asymptomatic, you're not a spreader of this disease. It's an active virus. Mm-hmm. Um, if you test positive, you got to have this rapid test, yeah. right? And you get the rapid test on the spot. Next thing you know, if you're positive, you're active. If you're negative, you're not active. You know, this virus dies in four days. And so, you know, and then we have so many um, ways to mitigate and therapeutics that can fix and resolve. You don't even need this vaccine. Finding out this uh, black woman, uh, nurse, took the vaccine she's on the front lines and she had she came down and she said she has bell, bell, bell's palsy oh, wow. um, you know her side of her face she couldn't even feel it so there's a lot of side effects maybe i don't know i don't want to take it but they're starting to push this whole vaccine passport thing you know like yeah. you know where you might not be able to go on a foreign trip next year mm-hmm. if you don't have some sort of proof that you took the vaccine right. that's insane to me because you can't spread this if you're asymptomatic, but we have a busy week coming up, and we have um, we have the uh, Nova, November fourth is uh, the Trump rally, and that's uh, January fourth. I mean, I'm sorry, did I say November? Actually, isn't the Trump rally? Isn't the Trump? Oh, you mean no, you Trump rally you, in Georgia? You mean yeah, January fourth. You know what I did? I wrote that down as November. Yeah. On my notes, you, it must be that something. It's a Freudian slip. Yeah. All right, so uh, that's so strange. So January fourth is a uh, is a uh, what is that? That is a Monday. Okay, so yeah, and then Tuesday's the election, the runoff. So we have that, and then we have the sixth. And no matter the sixth is the is the um, rally in no DC. no no six is the uh, elector. That's the biggest day of the year. Yeah, that's the day that they actually. Uh, Congress can you know joins together and right. Pence oversees it at 1 p.m. and they count the electorates and so there's a lot of power that Pence possesses right now. There's but, also going to be a rally that day on December well, 6th. Well, there's going to be a rally that there's going to be a rally in D.C. from the fourth to the sixth. The, yeah, the third one is the sixth. And President Trump is basically saying, get out there and show your support. But not only that, pressure your congressman, call your congressman. 
call them. And there's information available on social media. It's easy to find. And what you want to do is Code Monkeys put out a nice mm-hmm. uh, thing for the senators. Call the senators and uh, get them together because, you know, the House is going to have all the objections it needs. And more than likely, the House is not going to. Um, uh, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I can't make that prediction. But. Um, the House is going to have its objections. The Senate's going to have its objections. A lot of people are talking about Mitch McConnell pulling Tupperville aside and weighing in on these things. You know, one of the things is what Lynn Wood, Lynn Wood's kind of said the same thing again. I like Lynn Wood, but, you know, he is a registered Democrat. He did donate to the Obama administration. And he's, you know, basically kind of like saying, you know, don't be fooled twice and we shouldn't vote if they're going to use these machines and stuff. And part of me says, you know, he's got a good point there. You know, the point is, is that how can you win with a rigged election? I mean, you could have as many as 75 million votes and still the other guy is going to get 81 on paper, right? You know, that that's what happened. You know, but it was all fake and it was a farce. You know, this mathematician, Bobby Python, uh, finds more than 500,000 unique last names in Pennsylvania. Sophisticated state actor was able to optimize desired outcome. So Mr. Python has done extraordinary work in crunching data, and he was out there giving testimony in Arizona. But Python revealed this weekend that he examined just over 9 million records in Pennsylvania and has identified 521,879 unique last names. In other words... These people have no parents, siblings, aunts, uncles, or cousins who share the same last name. Phantom voters is what they are. Follow this thread. 245,000, or just under 47% of the total last names in Pennsylvania belong to one and only one person. That's that's absolutely kind of strange, don't you think? Yeah. So uh, he, he writes this tweet out and he says, The Honorable POTUS, I have some absolutely stunning news to report regarding PA. I examined just over 9 million records and have identified 521,879 unique last names. 245,000 or just under 47% of the total last names in PA only belong to one and only one person. Pennsylvania has 695,430 fewer people in the top 1,000 last names. Bobby Python found that there were fewer people with common surnames, such as Smith, Jackson, and Johnson. So, you know, there's a lot of things that just don't add up. And, uh, okay, Jeannie, we got to make this quick, but Jeannie's calling back in. I just had a comment on the Democrats since you keep bringing that up. Trump was a Democrat. We need to embrace Democrats who are patriots and see Trump for what it is with open arms. The party systems are gone. That's my comment. All right. Thank you very much. Have a great week. Thank you for that. Yeah, she's right. You know, I think that Trump was a Democrat at one point. People do change. You know, that's, uh, that's definitely a possibility. But, you know, on the same token, there are infiltrators that you know um, yeah we have to be wary of the infiltrators we just don't want to come up with a bunch of uh, concepts and ideas that could be easily debunked 
And there's, it's a strategy. PR firms have used it quite a bit. There was a guy, for example, uh, out in California. He was a celebrity. And he was uh, kind of like being accused or indicted on pedophilia mm-hmm. charges. So the next thing you know, he gets his PR firm to doctor and fake a whole setup of an arrest. And they were all fake photos. And they put it together. And then two weeks later, they debunked their own uh, Photoshop work. They debunked their own work uh, so that they could then smear and debunk the whole thing. So they so, say, see, this is so fake. So they can look like heroes. So they said, see, look, we've debunked this. But they were the ones who created the fake stuff to debunk. Yeah. And uh, so they said, we debunked it. So we were like, we've been telling you all along this stuff is all, all fraud. And well, you fake. know, that reminds me of those so, people so, you know, that create false... then everybody thinks, well, then what's yeah. true and what's not true? You know, those situations where people fabricate illnesses and things like that, and they yeah. can, and then they can act like the savior? I mean, it's, it's kind of sick. So we got a lot going on, folks, and we got to keep our eye on the prize. And right now, there is a path to victory for Donald Trump, and that's the, that's the thing we have to, to stick to. You know, we'll have... Time enough, time enough uh, to uh, ponder what happened in twenty twenty in the twenty twenty election all through twenty twenty one. But right now, our uh, our focus has got to be on the fight at hand. Right, and so we can't look at any of these other things until we either win or lose this fight. But we're not giving up, you know. And I don't think you should either. Anybody that can. Uh, call your congressman and pressure them to object to the um, election fraud. And if you can make it to D.C., uh, power in numbers, that would be the time to get together and actually create a moment, create a moment of pressure. And the other part is, you know, I don't necessarily think that Donald Trump is going to be wanting all these people to celebrate that day if He's going to lose. I actually think he has some tricks up his sleeve, and I think Pence is a guy that might just be able to pull this off. You know? Remains so, to be seen. Yeah, we had Racklin. Racklin. Raiklin. Raiklin, yeah. Raiklin on last week, and he uh, made a very good case for a path to victory for Donald Trump. And with that, my name is Scott Adams. My name is Leonor Corbetta. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. Just to bury my kids right up to there